the, the, the amount of work and the time that it took to become successful in that area? Did you enjoy the grind? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Quotes, Light, and Motivation Podcast with William H. Please rate and review the show. It helps us grow. You can email the show at QuotesLightMotivation at gmail.com. Again, that's QuotesLightMotivation at gmail.com. Nothing great in this world has ever been accomplished without passion. Say that with me. Nothing great in this world has ever been accomplished without passion. If you look at some of the if you look at some of the most successful people um, in their industries, uh, what you'll find is people who are passionate about their work and what they do. <clears throat> if you look at, for example, Steve Jobs, he wasn't the best. Uh, he wasn't the best uh, co-worker. Right. You hear stories about, you know, how he wasn't the best socialite or whatever. He wasn't the best in social situations, but there's no doubt about uh, his ability to his passion, his passion for technology, his ability to um, create new things, create the iPhone and the iPod and all these things that, you know, have revolutionized the way we use cell phones. Uh, when you think about Michael Jordan, you know, and they did a, uh, a series on him and, he wasn't always the best teammate, but there was no doubt about his passion, his passion for the game and wanting to be the best and putting the time and the hours in and the work in, being willing to put the work in and put the time in to uh, achieve greatness. Same thing with Michael Jackson, right? Mac Michael Jackson is one of the all time greats. And, you know, there's no doubt that he was passionate about music. You know, he was passionate about performing and things being done a certain way when you know, he was involved when it was his time to perform. And so if we know that nothing great in the world can really be accomplished without passion, the question is, what is your passion and how can you identify your passion? So I want to talk about that a little bit today. But before we dive deeper into that, let's get into our positive black story of the week. James Nathaniel Brown was an American football fullback, civil rights activist, and actor. He played in the NFL for the Cleveland Browns from 1957 to 1965. He's considered to be one of the greatest running backs of all time, as well as one of the greatest players in NFL history. He was a Pro Bowl invitee every season he was in the league and recognized as the AP NFL Most Valuable Player three times and won an NFL championship with the Browns in 1964. He led the league in rushing yards in eight out of his nine seasons, and by the time he retired, he held most major rushing records. Brown was born in St. Simons Island, Georgia, to Swinton Brown, a professional boxer, and his wife, Teresa, a homemaker. At the age of eight, he moved to Manhasset, New York, on Long Island, where his mother worked as a domestic. It was at Manhasset High School, that he became a football star and athletic legend. Brown appeared in many movies and was at times described as a black Superman or a black John Wayne. He helped expand the range of roles available to black actors. 
MGM casted Brown in his first lead role in The Split in 1968, based on a Parker novel by Donald E. Westlake, and he was paid 125000 for that role. 125000 in 1968 is a lot of money. I don't know what that translates to um, in today's dollars, but I'm assuming that's several million dollars um, in today's dollars. Um, he followed that role with a movie called Riot for MGM. Both Riot and The Split were solid hits at the box office. Many credit Brown with becoming the first black action star due to roles as the Marine captain he portrayed in the hit 1968 film Ice Station Zebra. Brown was one of the few athletes to speak out on racial issues in the 1950s as the civil rights movement was growing. He was one of the most prominent African-American athletes to engage in civil rights activism. And he called on other African-American athletes to become involved in similar initiatives off the field. In 1967, Brown, alongside Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Carl Stokes, were all members of the Cleveland Summit, a meeting with Muhammad Ali, held with the intention of convincing the four to rally behind and recruit others to help Ali's cause of civil rights in the United States. Because Ali was a pariah in American society at the time because of his opposition to Vietnam War, his boxing license had been revoked, and he faced up to five years in prison. For Brown and the other participants to stand with Ali in support of him and his position consequently put their reputations and their careers at risk. The Cleveland Summit was later called a significant turning point for the role of the athlete in society and one of the most important civil rights acts in sports history. In 1966, Brown founded the Negro Industrial Economic Union, later known as the Black Economic Union, to help promote economic opportunities for minority-owned businesses. Brown later stated in a 1968 Ebony interview, we've got to stop wasting our energy and money marching and picketing and going things like camping down in Washington on a poor people's campaign. We've got to get off the emotional stuff and do something that will bring about real change. We've got to have industries and commercial enterprise and build our own sustaining economic base. Then we can face white folks man to man and we can deal. End quote. The BU secured loans and grants to support community initiatives related to food, medicines, and farm and economic ventures in specific counties, starting with Marshall County, Mississippi. Brown died of natural causes at the age of 87 on May 18th, 2023, at his home in Los Angeles. And one of the things I love and the reason why I picked this as the Positive Black Story of the Week, you know, um, is because there's no doubt that Jim Brown was passionate about football. Jim Brown was passionate about football. Jim Brown was passionate about acting. Jim Brown was passionate about activism. Um, and you could see, um, you know, although Jim Brown is known for football and known for movies and things like that, you could really get a sense that based on the interviews and the biography that I read, that he was really passionate about um, economic opportunities for black people, right? Um, starting this uh, black economic union to promote um, opportunities for minority owned businesses, you know, and him standing with Muhammad Ali at a time that, you know, when it wasn't popular to stand with Ali, you know, when Ali was, uh, rejecting the Vietnam War when Ali was refusing to go to uh, the Vietnam War. You know, he was standing with him at that time. Um, and it's one of the, like like the article said, it's one of the first acts of, it's one of the uh, first 
civil rights acts in sports history, right? Um, for a black athlete to stand up against something that the general public um, is supporting, you know, it's unheard of, you know, and there's, we, we hear even today, you know, we've heard things about, um, you know, when athletes make statements on uh, societal things that are going on, we get, we hear pushback from commentators and things like that who say, you know, who cares what an athlete thinks about, thinks about economic opportunities or thinks about politics, who cares about these things, but athletes are humans too, athletes are people too, and athletes live in a society like we do, and they have the right to speak out against something that they don't feel is right as well. You know, they don't have to, uh, they don't have to conform to um, just being athletes, right? You know, and that's the, the latitude that we've, they've been given as a result of um, some of the things that Jim Brown has done, as a result of some of the things that Colin Kaepernick has done, some of the things that LeBron James have done, has done, um, and so forth. Um, and I just think, you know, um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for athletes not to feel like they can't be themselves, to feel like they have to have a portion of their sale, their sales while they're um, participating in these uh, sports and things like that. Uh, so we salute Jim Brown um, for his his role and his push for activism and his passion for activism. Since we're talking about passions and things like that, what's a way that you can find out what you're passionate about? If, if you're unsure of your passions, what's a good way to, to discover, you know, things that you're passionate about or things that uh, could possibly be passions for you. Uh, one of the things I would say is to make a list of things you love to do. What are some of the things that you love to do? As I talked about several times, for me, I love being on computers. You know, that's some, one of the things I've always been passionate about. Um, another thing I've always been passionate about is helping people. It's always been something in me to uh, want to help people and be willing to help people. Um, and it's something that I love to do. It's something I get something from it as well. Along with things that you love, you should also make a things of a list of things that you dislike. What are some things that you don't like doing? What are some things that uh, you know uh, you dislike and you're not interested in? And then another list, another thing you can do is begin to look at some of the things that you've been successful at in your life. If you look back over your life, what are some of the things that you've been most successful at? Where are those areas? What has been most successful for you? And or any of those areas where you've been successful or where you did you enjoy that process of becoming successful in that area? Did you enjoy the, the, the amount of work and the time that it took to become successful in that area? Did you enjoy the grind? You know, because that's one of the things about um, some of these great athletes, right, is that they enjoy the grind. They enjoy the grind. They enjoy, you know, yeah, they become champs and all that. Yeah, they enjoy the celebration of being champs. But it's about the grind, the daily grind, the drudgery of it all. Right. Um, you know, the drudgery of having to get up and work out and enjoying it, having to get up and work out and, enjoy, and enjoying it because you have a bigger goal in mind and you know that this is building you to your goal. So at this, in the same way, what have you been successful at? What did you have to work hard to achieve? And once you achieved it, you look back on it and said, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that process of what I went through to get there. I really enjoyed this. I may want to do this again. I may want to do something similar to this again. So these are good ways to identify your, uh, your passions. And just remember a hobby is something you enjoy doing for fun on your free time. Whereas a passion is something that's inside you. It's something that's with you all the time. It's something that 
it's kind of like you feel like you have to do it. It's like something that's in you that feels like you have to do it, even if you don't get any rewards or you don't get any uh, recognition. Um, it's just something that's in you, something that you like to do that you just do naturally. It could be a profession. It could be um, an it could be an academic thing, something that you like to study or, or research. Um, or it could be a, a certain type of activity. Like I said, it could be something that, you know, painting or something like that. That's a passion of yours. But I think it's important that you identify what your passions are and you begin to look for ways to um, express those passions, express them, even if it's, you know, just something that you're doing internally for yourself now for now. Maybe you're expressing them and you're not sharing if you're if you enjoy painting, for example, maybe you're painting things and you're not. Uh, sharing them with a, a larger audience, but it's important that uh, we spend time engaging in our areas of passion um, because that's where that's where greatness is, right? When you can engage in areas of passion, that's where your greatness is. All right, next I'm going to talk about um, something motivational or inspirational I saw this week. had the opportunity a few weeks back to go to a networking event for um, black professionals in technology and it was held at a space called at a retail space called Merge Co and Merge Co is a collective of global emerging luxury black owned brands basically it's a retail shop where all they carry is black owned uh, luxury black owned brands um, and each brand kind of has its own section where they have different outfits and things that they're selling um, from anything from, uh, you know, T-shirts to laptop bags and things like that. Um, but it was a really um, it's a really cool space. It's, it's located in the Phipps Plaza here in Atlanta, uh, but it's a really cool collaborative space. Um, I love the vibe of the space. I got to meet the owner and talk with the owner. Uh, but it's just great to see. I'm always impressed seeing uh, black people doing great things and supporting one another and pushing one another and pushing these these luxury brands. Right. Luxury brands that you may not have heard of. But if you go into that shop and you find something, it's exclusive, It's something exclusive that you're not going to see um, everyone with. And, you know, when I loved about it, I was in the shop for several hours because there was a, a social event going on in the space. What I loved about it is as different people were coming in, you know, all different nationalities, all different types of people were coming in and they were all <clears throat> they were all engaged and all interested in different facets of different brands that were all around the shop. And they were picking up things from handbags to, to different types of things, um, you know, and I just love to see um, our items put in that light. Right. I love to see black items put in that luxury brand light or seen in that light. I know it's important. I know it's important for um, people like us to see people like us that own these luxury brands who have created their own clothing lines and are successful and, you know, have good quality and, you know, are creative with their brands and sharing their brands and selling their brands. And, you know, it's a cool, cool space. So if you're in Atlanta area, if you're ever in Atlanta area, I, I urge you to check out, uh, Merge Co. It's located in Phipps Plaza and Buckhead. And this all goes back to 
the theme of this episode is passion. Talking with the owner and talking with uh, one of the workers there, I had no doubt that they were passionate about this space that they they had created. I could tell that they put a lot of thought into the vibe of the space, into the type of furniture that was in the space, into how the brands were displayed, you know, um, into how they engaged each person who walked into the shop. And there's a certain, you know, those are things that are um, intangible things, right? It's not something that you can necessarily measure, but it's something that you see. When you see someone in their passion, see someone doing something that they love, uh, you notice it. You know, there's greatness in it, as, as we've said. Uh, so the, the point is that to find what, where your passion is so that you can find where your greatness is. Yeah, have a good week. <laughs>